This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Delivery just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus. Rewards registration required, points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. You are watching Lester Till I Die TV. Good day, good morning, good afternoon, good night, goodbye. Hello, welcome along. It is Thursday, it is 7 o'clock, it isn't Cracker Jack, but it is the preview show. Um, it's first versus second. Huh, we've heard that before this season, haven't we? Um, <laughs> uh, Sky Guy here says he can't wait to be at Ellen Road for this match. Leeds, as he says here, are in remarkable form. They have stormed into second place off the back of eight straight wins, conceding just one goal in that run. And they have the chance to turn the screw and try and make a bit of a break from Itchwich and Southampton, who obviously lost midweek to Hull. Uh, Leicester still have a big gap, but that could start to look a little smaller if they are beaten here. 
They lost the leads in the reverse fixture. Thanks for reminding us, guys. And uh, coming off the back of a defeat at home to Middlesbrough, will they be feeling a bit nervy? <laughs> it's the Pope cat flick. I don't know about you. How squeaky are your bums? Uh, I'm asking for a friend, uh, but <laughs> I can't name that friend for legal reasons. This is Letter Till I Die TV. It's the preview show. Good evening. Chris does it three hours a day. Wanna do it again? Five days a week. Oh, yes. Just for you. I love it. On the Golden Breakfast Show. This is Surrey Hills Radio. The TalkSport Fan Network is the ultimate on-demand destination for the UK's best fan-led football podcasts. Including Leicester Till I Die. Independent analysis and reaction for the Foxes faithful. The TalkSport Fan Network. Unbeatable club-dedicated content created by the fans for the fans. Follow the podcast on the TalkSport Fan Network. Well, good evening, gentlemen. We've got a Craig and we've got a Carl in. Hopefully, and we have tested him. Um, so he is working. Carl, welcome back to the channel. Uh, you can see what you're doing because you've got new glasses and we can hear you because you've got your microphone working. Absolutely. And I've also got a new Lee shirt that came today as well. So actually, yeah. um, if, if you've got money to waste. Yeah, hey, hey, I do have money to waste, but at least I'm spending money on the right things. This was actually on offer. So technically oh. I got it for a good price. I can't say anything because I am going to be buying this this season's blue shirt at the end of the season when it goes on offer. Uh, Craig, how the devil are you, sir? Thank you so much for what you did during the week. Really do appreciate that. And my son says a, sends a big thank you as well. Um, is your bum squeaky? Um, again, I, I'd rather not say because, you, you know, you're just opening up yourself to, to getting loads of stuff on Twitter and... Uh, I'd rather not get that kind of stuff. But what I would say is it's all getting a little bit nervy. And, yeah. um, and you know, a again, the flip side, you know, if you if you just said at the start of the season, you know, with like 13 games to go, we'd have a nine-point lead. We'd have all snatched your hand off. It all, uh, from uh, from looking behind you, the, the chasing pack, though, it's all getting a little bit, um, a little bit is, nervy. It's closing up a little bit, isn't it? I mean... Carl, had you had a decent start to the season, who knows where you could be now? Yeah, 100% agree with that. I, listen, we, we didn't know what was going on because we didn't know who was going to come in and out of the club. So it was a bit of a tough time, especially when the takeover was not fully, was done, but it was not done, done. And trying to get Danny Farkett in late, later than we imagined. But end of the day, right, I think, you know, we had the first half of the season. We knew we were going to have to get used to him playing Barker system took a bit of time. We had those woeful defeats at Preston when we just lost it, you know, even to Birmingham at the start of the season. Drew gets Cardiff, but I think this is the start of 2024. We found he's found a team now that that's not changed as much and sticks and, and more, bit more pressing and actually really done more defending. So we've now seen the Lee side, which I think this Lee side's done, done better than the two seasons of the Bielsa, more, more points as we have done. A little bit more goals goal scored, similar goals conceded, but maybe a little bit less when we compared to Bielsa. But we have been more winning, been more games than we did, did on Bielsa the first two seasons. So it's not a surprise that it's taken long. But with 2024, it was just starting to get things gearing up. He's got his team now. Craig, we are not going into this as favourites. Leeds are favourites. <clears throat> I know, I know. It's an unusual position for us to be in, but 
Leeds form. I don't think you've lost this year, if, if, if I'm rightly. Um, not lost this year, and we're not lost at home. We're the only yeah. team in in the night two are still not lost at home. <laughs> <laughs> but you know these uh, these records are there to be uh, taken. As, as I said, I think in the preview to our Middlesbrough game, when you asked me, Chris, if I was worried, and I was saying that no, not really. I was fairly confident. The only thing that worried me was. There's always a team that does the double over you, and uh, and they did. So now I'm hoping that there's always a team that beats you at home, and um, I'm hoping it's us this time. <laughs> well, let's have a look because um, we've, we last time we looked at, at the two managers. Uh, the, sorry, just at the one manager. I want to look at both managers um, at the moment, and I think this is one of the reasons why Leeds are probably a little, a little bit of favourites as well, uh, Carl. I mean, you, know, you look at Daniel and you compare him to Enzo. Daniel is a lot more experienced when it comes to this league and being a manager. Yeah, very much so. You look what he did at, um, at Norwich, winning, you know, two, two, two titles. And it just shows you he's got the experience. And I've always said, I've always liked Farkastar, he always they always turn the best, always in the second half of the season when he was at Norwich. They just score goals for left, right and centre and they were very, very defence robust in, at the back four. It just shows you like, what he's doing at Leeds. He's got experience. And for the thing for Enzo, i got to give credit to you know, we did know what you guys were going to expect and how you were to play, but you start so well, you know, and I, you know, listen, the situation, what happened with um, with one of the sensei from Inter, that the, the deal go, did not go through. I was like, Bloody hell, that was just a bit of a mess. And I thought he was going to walk away if he, if he did sell one of your players. Apparently, apparently, he's actually now, I've heard the rumour, and I don't know how, how true, and I've got to say thank you to Scott for sending me this. Um, he is out for the rest of the season injured. So he's, he's, he's having an operation on his ankle that's been troubling him for some time. So maybe, maybe we've got, got some bullet there. But Crazy. I mean... With yeah, like I say, we definitely dodged a bullet there. I mean, Daniel Farker, as you said, has been has done a great job. Um, I guess the only downside for you is that he's he's a fantastic manager to get teams up, and he's a really great manager at bringing them back down again. So um, <laughs> that's the only downside for you guys. Yeah, but. yeah, and I, I can I can agree to that. I think at Norwich for the reason I don't think he had enough resources. To try to beat the build, rebuild the Norwich teams that he had, and I think he struggled. I think this with Lisa because of the new, the new, the 49ers enterprises. I think the net worth value is about seven, eight billion pounds net worth. So mm. I, they got the money, and they will, will build. And some of the players will come back from the loan themselves. We'll sell them off anyway because we because mm. they don't think they're good enough. The players that was with you know like Christensen, Harrison. I don't think they'll be good enough. I can't get back to the team. I say will he start everything depends on how. If everything stays up, they have to pay his permanent buy him on a permanent contract for what I've heard. So it is a bit like we have got the resources, the money, and I think we've got the structure there with the ownership and the board. So mm. I think it just as long as he gets the right place that he wants, I think we'll be we'll hopefully if he does get a permit, he get he'll get backed properly this time. Depending on the last two seasons he had at Norwich, he didn't get backed properly. And the and the key for both both of both clubs is is hanging on to those best players as well because we know that you know vultures will be circling. You know whether we go up or or not, they're still going to be attracting a lot of interest from uh, yeah. from the rest of the Premier League. Yeah, and, absolutely. And, and, and uh, Craig, I mean Enzo, 
we're going to see what you know what he's made of now, aren't we? Because um, we were flying better when we lost against Middlesbrough and Leeds earlier in the season. Um, I just think he, sh- he showed, you know, and he is still a manager that's learning. He's only been a manager for what thirty odd games that we've played, apart from like I think he said the other day the small uh, soiree into to um, Serie A. But you know, he. he he got it right in some ways against Middlesbrough because I think he saw the players that were absolutely off off form, but he just changed like for like. He didn't actually change the 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 the, the you know the, the formation at all. It's a learning curve for him, isn't it? But this is we'll see what he's made of in this game. Yeah, I, I think overall the performance against Middlesbrough wasn't bad. You know, we had 24 goal attempts on another day. We, we're going to be scoring more than one goal. It was just, you know, one of them days, sadly, that you get it. Mm. Um, but what it did show as well, he's not afraid to um, replace players if he doesn't think that they're doing the job that they've been asked to do. You know, he's not he's not keeping them on for 80 minutes, knowing full well that they've been playing shocking for the last hour. You know, yeah. and uh, and there is no... There's no safe place for anyone, you know, people who you think, well, he, he'll never take him off and, and and he does. So I think he doesn't suffer people who let their levels drop. And I think that's encouraging as long as he can keep them all on side, you know, and um, it'd be interesting to see how we bounce back tomorrow night. It will indeed. And I have, when I've, well, for the first time ever, whoops, uh, can you still see me? Yes. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I disappeared on my screen. I think it was just my end. Um, and I've never seen for a long time a game between two teams where their current form is that close. And like mm. I said, I think that highlights, Carl. If only you'd had a better start, it could be you that are in, in first and us that are in second. Yeah, I 100% agree. As to looking at the form, the games we lost were just was tough. And I think we just did you not, know, I think Barker was not doing much. Substitution is putting too much attackers on, and that will and that was not helping with us in the game. And I think now he's now using substitutions at the right time at a person for where it's needed, and it's keeping our, our, our formation in shape as well. So I think now, if we did have a better start and got the players in, maybe we would have been above you guys just about running away with it. But we had that tough start, we knew that things needed to improve and we had to, and it, it was the only way, you know, a lot of, some of the least fans at the time of the first, during the first half season wanted him to go. I'd be like, listen, we've got the play. You need to trust him, trust the players. They will get better. Takes time. It takes time to get the right, the right tactics and the right team players to play the right level to play. And he has done that. You know, he's brought bring players like Bamford back. Who's was told that he was, he was supposed to let leave by January. He was a part of the squad. He comes back in and he's made a difference. Junior Firpo was supposed to leave as well. He's probably been one of the, a good, decent right left backs in in, in, in that squad, left back in the squad, one of the good players this season. So he's trusted the players that were, were fought, right? They were not good enough, were supposed to go, but now they have, they, they, they trust him again. And Bamford has redeemed his form back. And Firpo has as well, too, you know, in a stabilized back four with Apadu and Rodon and also Vachi Gray on the right hand side. I'm going to ask you this first, Craig, and then I'll ask the same question to Carl. Um, I mean, look, I, I want to win the league. I want to get the most points and, and crack the record. But at the end of the day, if we come in second and still go up and we've avoided the playoffs, which we all know can it can just 
go either way. Uh, all right, we may not have won, but we've got promoted. That's the goal at the end of the day, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I'm going to say, cake, really. Yeah, I know. I think uh, on recent weeks you've been um, going on about how much you do want that record, and you know, to win the title. So we're we're ahead of Man City. We share it with at the minute. Um, but I think I've been pretty much on a all of that would be nice. But at the end of the day, you just want to get promoted, and uh, and we know that the playoffs can be a lottery. We've been there enough times to know how that can go. Um, not always your way. So getting over the line and just being in that top two is um, is the key thing. And I, and I know when um, when it looked like us and Ipswich were had a bit of a gap, it was always we don't care what Ipswich do. You know, if they win, that's fine. It was about Leeds and Southampton not winning. So you had that gap to third and we had quite a comfortable gap to third for a while. But uh, no, top two is is more than enough for me. Anything else is, is, as you say, the icing on the cake. If it ended now, Carl, with Leeds in second, would you be happy? I would be 100% happy if you if we dropped down to the playoff. That one of those teams who missed who missed out on the promotion are going to be be deflated. They're going to be demotivated and won't go into that playoff run if that happened to either to us, Southampton, or H Switch. It's going to be deflated because they have the most points, but does it get you to finish in the top? And I think that's why I think both Barker and even Kiri McKenna as well and Russell Martin need to prepare our teams to make sure if one of us don't finish in the top two, we need to prepare for the playoffs. Because that's another case with that two, we have to play three more extra games to get to the fact to get to the Premier League. So I think they need that they need to prepare for the worst possible outcome between now and the season of what is going to happen when results will go up and down about it. They have to prepare for the work for the worst outcome to make sure the, the players are ready. Uh, Tony's just said in. I'm, I'm guessing Tony is a Leeds fan. Uh, Archie is potentially world class. If we don't go up, I fear the worst. If you don't go up, Leeds, this season, and again, I'll put the same question to Craig in a second, but if Leeds don't go up, I mean, is it is it panic? Or is it, well, all right, let's go again next season? I think the ball is more is, is not going to panic. They have said that. What we are, I think, before I hear from, from good news about Somerville's future, he will not leave, regardless if the team doesn't go up. Nonto will hopefully sign his new deal. So some of the players, most of those players with their actual game did sign a new deal. So he's extended for a bit. I don't know if there's a release clause yet. We will know later on if we don't go up. But I think we got most of the players in common. The players that were, that were left on loan, it did save us a lot of money for paying the wages. And we were able to sell them as well too because some of the clubs have obligation to buy those players. So we have got so we have enough money and especially from the from the power strip payments as well to cover that met cracks. So hopefully we could go run again if we miss out. But I, I think there's not gonna be no panic. I think this time the 49ers are well prepared what's what's the, the best and the worst outcome towards the end of the season. For Leicester uh Craig, I mean if we don't go up, um I <laughs> there's gonna be an exodus, I think. Um mm. we might not be able to sign who we want to sign. We know that one player is I think particularly which you have to <laughs> if we go up, but we'll lose, I think, a, a, a lot of players. Uh, would we potentially lose Enzo? Um, I don't think so. I, I think he would stay because he would think 
he hasn't done the job that he was brought in to do. Uh, and I would think that he would want to do that because otherwise he's got another failure on his uh, managerial CV. So I, I don't think he would. I think there'll be a few of the players would get their heads turned. I don't believe any player who comes out at this stage of the season and says, it doesn't matter, I'll still be there next season. I don't believe any of them. Because if a big enough clump comes for you, you're not going to stay in the championship, you know. Yeah. So, you know, I know it, a lot of it's lip service and they want to, you know, say the right thing to the fans and make sure that they, the fans know that everybody's pulling in the right direction. And uh, so I don't blame them for saying it, but I wouldn't believe any of them. But we, we'll definitely lose lose a few, definitely. KDH? KDH, I think the goalkeeper would be uh, looked at as well. I mean, every every team in the Premier League wants somebody who's good at the, uh, with the ball at the feet, and he's been fantastic. Um, so I think he'll be much sought after as well. Um, you know, we've obviously got Mavadidi, so someone could come in for him. But whether we would still get Fatawu, people have, have, have uh, seen how well he's played. Yeah, and, and you know, I think we've got uh, an obligation if if we go up. So. I think it'd be tough. I think it'd be tough. But I think of all of them, I would expect the managers to, to stick around. Just stick with you for a second then, uh, Craig, because you mentioned uh, Fatawu there, Fatawu, however you pronounce it. Yeah. Um, and, you know, he seems to sort of be saying, again, all the right things. But, look, you know, so much of what player says these days, uh, unless you KDH is sort of PR written by the club. Yeah. Um, you know, KDH still waiting to see Coventry at the end of the season, obviously. But, you know, uh, do, 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 do we, like I say, you know, Fatou said he's loving it here. Winks has come out today and said, I want to get back into the England squad. Right. Okay. Uh, I mean, you know, could he, I, I can't see it happening, to be honest with you. But look, you know, on the form that he's been in, and I don't know what it's like in the, in the Premier League because I haven't really watched it this season. Mm. Well, I mean, anyone who has three decent games in the Premier League has been touted as being back in the squad. You know, yeah, yeah. It's, it's ridiculous. You know, the, the the players that they think are going to get in the squad. You know, he's sadly he's miles off it, and he's never going to get in while he's playing in the Championship. And even if he's playing for us in the Premier League, there's little chance of him getting in because he's playing for Leicester and not one of the so-called big clubs. So, um, but. Great to have that ambition still, you know, and I, I think he's a player who feels like he's got unfinished business that he didn't have, wasn't treated the best necessarily back at Spurs, you know, yep. and it's very often, isn't it? It's the homegrown talent that are the ones who are pushed aside, yeah. Um, yeah. you know, because, you know, they're the easiest ones to blame when things are not going well. Oh, he's just come up through the, the ranks. We haven't paid, you know, multi-millions for them. So we can just shove him down back onto the bench on, on a regular basis. And and a lot of those players disappear. So good for him, you know, and, and it's great to hear that he's enjoying it and he's really enjoying it playing under Enzo as well. Yeah. I mean, look, this, this is why it is so tight. Uh, look at that form. I mean, Leeds, uh, you've won five out of five. And on home form alone, you are top of the league. Um, your favourites going in. A lot of Leeds fans that I'm seeing um, loved coming on to our, uh, our show, not live, but into the chat, 
uh, afterwards uh, in the comments. Um, very confident. I'd be interested to go back to some of those comments if you don't beat us, uh, <laughs> Carl. <laughs> You said that to me. You said that to me the other night about that. I'm like, yeah. What if what if that come back to haunt me? I, honestly, yeah. I don't. I don't think it will as much. Like, I think no matter what, I, we always going very confident. I think this is the most confident we've ever been for a while. So for a while in the last few games, we've been very confident when we're going to games, and we're mm -hmm. just like we're like bloody like we'd be like bloody Brazil again. You know, we have going to concede one goal, which is a surprise because a lot of my friends said, "Oh, you do back falls a bit wolf and can be shaken," but it hasn't been. If you got Rodon and Ampadu in the back in the back two, still wanting that defense, so I wouldn't worry about that one. Yeah. Look, five five games, five wins, uh, one goal conceded, uh, 14 scored. Um, and I'll say the same again to Craig in a second. You know, you've played Plymouth twice. Um, uh, I think that 4-1 was the, was the FA okay, Cup. Cool. Yeah. Because I watched that. And to be honest with you, in fairness, Plymouth were unlucky. Up, they they were. ran out of steam. And I don't say, I'm not saying you didn't deserve to win. Because you you know you won the game fair play you know if Plymouth had won it it would have very much been a, a you know a, a smash and grab but yeah they, they gave you a game a four one that the commentator said it that was probably a two one game to be fair yeah. to Plymouth I would agree with that one and yeah Plymouth did give a good good good, good uh, money and they just run at Steven after extra time we had a bit more advantage we got a bit more advantage in the extra time. And I thought, mm. you know, and I, I, I might agree it could be the two one because they 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 gave us a goal in the home in the in the in the first in the home game before we, it took to the replay. So for that matter, it is yeah, it's not surprised how wide Plymouth have been probably wide of conceded to be one of the not one of the bad teams, but they've really been conceded more like a relegation team, but score goals like a top fourteen. So you know, you can mm. see why how much they were really giving us run for their money in that that replay. And Craig, I mean Leicester City <laughs> dropped down to third on the away form. Dropped down to third as if as if that's relegation form. Um, look, we lost to Middlesbrough. Uh, it was for me. That was our worst performance of the of the season so far. You think? I think so. Yes. Okay. I thought I thought we were awful. We couldn't pass wind. You know, I mean, it, it, I, it was like watching myself play FIFA. You know, when you when you're trying to control <laughs> your player, and Not instead yet. of running, you know, you you you're playing with him, and he he runs off the pitch to the left, to the right, to the left, and you think you're like, no, I wanted to run to the goal. That was what I was watching. Um, I think Brad gave KDH two out of ten on his match rating. He was awful. Um, players were, were were just passing it out. Um, they were playing it. And I can't even say that they, you know, they didn't know that Leicester weren't playing in blue. They didn't even find a player playing in white that Middlesbrough were on the night. They were just past from the TV. It looked absolutely shocking. It's interesting, isn't it? Because um, I didn't think we played particularly well either. Uh, we were worse against, um, I think it was Swansea in the second half after we'd absolutely battered them. We were worse. We were just off it we had too many players who were just off it um yet we still ended up with 24 goal attempts um so you know we were doing something right we were getting into the right areas but our shooting was off our um our 20, last 24 goal off. attempts you're right one yeah. on target that is not 
championship winning form. No, I didn't say it was, Chris. What I said was that we weren't <laughs> doing everything bad. We're still creating 24 chances in a game where we're playing really poor, you mm. know, uh, against a team who are decent as well. So, it, oh, yeah. I mean, nothing, nothing, take nothing away from Middlesbrough. Yeah. You know. Um, but no, we were, we were just off it. And we, we know mm. we've said it before, you only need to drop your levels by sort of 10%. Uh, and that's enough, you know, that's enough for, for you to lose a game. Mm. And there were, and I think it was the first time I was saying to Scott, it was the first time I thought we looked a little bit scrappy. We had players out of position, you know, and, and Enzo, I think Enzo got frustrated that um, there were too many players who were having an off day. And he didn't have as he, he didn't have the like for like. So he would players were playing out of position. Tom Cannon on the left hand side, you know, didn't really work I, for I, me. I thought Roy Hodgson had left hospital and taken over for the game. Yeah, <laughs> you know, he looked, he looked a little bit on the left wing. What? Yeah, I think the idea was to try and get in, get more people in the box because Mavadidi wasn't getting in the box. Fatawu was. Didn't surprise me when he came off because he had a lot of the ball, but his crossing, everything was just off, you know. And um, but you hope that they've, they've put that one to bed. The encouraging thing was that was the most Jamie Vardy-like goal I think he's scored all season, um, racing in between two defenders and slotting it away. If, and we, I think, played, if we played like that last ten minutes for the previous eighty. Well, I think it's going to be interesting. Yeah, and I, and I think that's what our best chance, you know, that we've got three pretty quick strikers against a Leeds team who are going to push on. And they can't, and correct me if I'm wrong, Carl, but I don't think you guys can do anything other than come forward. So I think it's how quickly we can transition and play through you when we turn the ball over that is going to be key to it. Yeah, I, I couldn't certainly agree with that. It depends, you know, because we're not being tested a, a lot mm. recently. And I think this is going to be tested time how this back four is going to be against three of your quickest players up front tomorrow night. It's going to be interesting. We know actually Greg is not a very like right back, but because Connor Robert has come in, I don't think he's going to have game time yet. I don't think he's, I don't think he will be sorted in soon. He's just getting to full fitness as well. And I think, it, especially Ampadu, is now the captain that he controls. It's a, what we're concerned is about Firpo. Can, the one thing he has to do is, if you put Firpo on his weaker foot, you will make the, you, he will make the mistake. And that is something that we need to be very careful of. And I think Mezier, you know, I think last couple few games after that sent it off, his decision-making has been a little bit more better, but he still had that odd worry that it's, he, could, he could do something, a really simple mistake, that will cost... You know, that will cost the, you know, our goal or something. So, you know, this team, the, the back four, the goalkeeper needs to be on point tomorrow and get the communication right to make sure that it is, it is you know, where how we played against you guys last time. It it could be that again, how we have to get a, a single goal to win. I don't think it's going to be all goal, goals blazing. I don't, I don't, we might do, but I just don't think it might be. So it, we have to be very careful how we defend tomorrow night from tomorrow night for the first five, ten minutes, and then we see how we counter that. Craig, last season you very much said that Brendan Rodgers would die on the cross that was Harvey Barnes. <laughs> um, I'm just wondering if Enzo could do that with Kieran Dewsbury Hall. 
I think the what our our top goal scorer and top assist guy. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure. I, I'm not. I think that would be harsh. Purely because he had the worst game, in my opinion, uh, the other night. I mean, I, I think he had the worst game. Good. Sorry, Chris. Yeah, I think he had the worst game based on the levels that he set. And, mm. you know, but I think if you're turning in double figures of goals and assists from midfield, you're not having a bad season. And I think it. it but the, there are similarities with Harvey Barnes in that you know that he can do more. You know, he, he has got more in him. Um, but I think he'll be... He, he comes across as one of those guys who knows when he's not played that well, that he's had, he's let his own levels drop. And I would imagine there's going to be quite a few uh, who are looking to put that right on Friday night. At the start of the season, Craig... We noticed there was a lot of changes, subtle changes, one player or two players every game, you know, and those that played 60 would play, you know, uh, uh, would play only play 30 the next game and, and swapping it around like that. And we couldn't really necessarily guess the team, but once we got into the season and got going, it was the same team week in, week out. Now, we've literally, uh, what game week is it tomorrow? 34. So we've nearly played the Premier League season already and we've still got a quarter to go. Is he changing it up enough? Or and this, I guess this is what I'm getting at with Kieran yeah. He looked like he was running in mud to me, you know, and he looked knackered in fairness. Um, and should, you know, is he relying on the same players all the time when it's two games a week? We've got a game on Tuesday. Yeah, Um I would look at who you would replace him with. I think, mm -hmm. you know, I think he'd have more option if indeed he was fit. I think he'd have more option to give him a rest. I'm not sure there's any natural player who couldn't do that same role. It's not like we've got AOZ Perry's anymore, is it, Chris? <laughs> don't don't go there. Don't go there. <laughs> I'm not sure. This is the thing when you look at that team. Really, apart from whoever plays central striker, that team is pretty much picking itself at the moment. I think Dennis Pratt has done really well the last few games. He had the match through the night. Yeah, he is learning what Enzo wants from him, and I think you see the similarities between the way that he's playing in, and the way that he'd got Indeedy playing, making those little runs into the channels and cutting the ball back from the byline. So I think Dennis is is learning that. But I'm not sure anyone else is at the level of Kiernan when he's on it. Eunice, potentially, Eunice just looks a little bit lost. I don't think he's has the same levels of confidence. I think if Eunice was a really confident player, then he could take some of these games by the scruff, scruff of the neck. But I don't think he's got that in him, sadly. Okay. Um... Again, this is going to be the same question to both of you. Carl first. So you've got Leeds are playing Leicester tomorrow night. You've got an extra day's rest, and I think you'll probably need it because you're away at Chelsea uh, yeah. in the FA Cup on Wednesday. Um, I mean, looking at that, and I'll ask you the same question in a second, Craig, uh, the Friday night game, I'm presuming, is the more important one to you. Or is it? It's a good question, actually. I would have said to you 
with Chelsea's own form, and someone was actually, and, and as Michael Bowers the other day will ask me that. I think we'll talk about this on on Ant's lesson channel. He did say, I think you reckon you can build Chelsea with their form. I said, you might be right. You know, so it's a hard one. It's a hard one. I think we're not looking at Chelsea at the moment because that's still till next Wednesday. We need to focus on this game tomorrow night. And then I think after that, you know, if we do get the win, we can turn attention to Chelsea because we know where Chelsea's weaknesses are and they're being really woeful because they don't ever have a stabilised back but eleven team and a team that that team that is is not Pochettino's team. So I wouldn't worry about that too much because you know Farker might have something in that because you know we'll focus on on getting through this result tomorrow night is what's part of just see how the players are after Saturday and then we might have a bit of a change in that in that squad for the eleventh Wednesday's game. Uh, not too much, but there's a bit of a change to see who could play on Wednesday. And especially the players who will be coming back for fit, you know, especially like Bamford, you know, if he can. You would be surprised if players were dropped against Leicester to save them for Chelsea, I'm guessing. I would be surprised, but I don't think it will happen because I think Barker knows he needs to put his strongest 11 for both for tomorrow's game. And then whatever struggle it is in terms of fitness wise, he will choose that against Chelsea. And uh, Craig, we've got Bournemouth, uh, as you very well know, and thank you very much for what you did. Um, I'm I'm quite interested in that game, A, because I'm actually going, but B, because we played Liverpool. We played two Prem, well, I've played two Premier League teams this season in competitive matches. Mm -hmm. Liverpool in the Caribou Cup, and we lost, I think it was 3 1, wasn't it? But we gave a good. Um, account of ourselves. The second goal was a worldie, and the third one went in off the post, so it could have gone either way. So we didn't we didn't lose embarrassingly, but in fairness, Liverpool away, even in, you know if we were in the Premier League, it's probably not a game currently we would expect to, to be coming away with much. Bournemouth away, it's probably a game that will show us how far we've come because it is a game potentially we could win, mm -hmm. uh, but again. And I know everybody says, well, it's, you know, there's next game. And Adele said, here, yeah, I'd rather focus on tomorrow's game, blah, blah. Yes, of course. Again, that's the same stuff that comes out all the time. But it's going to be there at the back of your mind. Win, win against Chelsea, but win against Bournemouth. We're in the quarterfinals of the FA Cup. Uh, and I've always said that, yeah, no, priority is the, you know, the number one goal. Now, I'm starting to think, wow, quarterfinals, you know, wow. Um <sighs> I, I mean, he's not. He's, he's got to sort of say, and I hope he doesn't put the team out. That's the, I think that's what I'm trying to get at is I hope he doesn't put the team out that started against Birmingham. What tomorrow or against? Bournemouth? No, against Bournemouth. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Away days are great, but when you can't play away, there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with Muck Delivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. 
at participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonald's.com sorry i think it will depend on how tomorrow's result goes to be honest i think if we get beat there's every chance that he will not risk players against bournemouth and he'll save them for the league because we if we get a good result against Leeds, I think he will allow those players to go up against Bournemouth and test themselves against mm-hmm. a Premier League team. I think that's how how I'd see it. To be honest, if you come back off on, on the back of a good result against um, Leeds, you you can take that momentum in to it and you know prove to the players that they do belong in the Premier League. You know, test yourself again yeah. three months, four months on from the Liverpool game. You know, let's see how much we have progressed. But a lot against Leeds, and I think he'll be protecting them for the next league game. Right. Um, I hate to do this. <laughs> well, I don't hate it for Craig, because Craig, be, um, Craig will say, I hate it for Craig, but I think Carl will be happy to talk about this game again. Um, after the game, we have, again, a lot of Leeds fans on, you know, they're coming for us. And it took you a while, but in fairness, you probably are now. Uh, coming for us. Um, memories of that game, Carl? Yeah, really good game from both sides. It really was, and you know, a lot of good chances as well. You had, I think you had, I think Messi had a very good game against you guys. You guys, and you hit the crossbar, but once or twice, as, the woodwork once or twice as well to try to score. It was close, but what right from the corner, from the from the corner, you know, to just in a close in a six yard box to. to to Scott to tap it in, yeah, it was a really good game, a really good defense as well. We were still trying to figure out our 11, but we had, I think, that was a good game, you know. Uh, you know, to start, start to come become the player that we paid a lot of money for, you know, after he struggled last, se- last season, he has become what his play was all for. So, yeah, it was just fine figuring out a team thinking, okay, we can start, but we had those setbacks results. But that was a, that was the most that was the most important game for us to try to kickstart a season it really was and I have to say I have to say it could it could have been it could have been nil nil towards the end but Lee's had a bit of a better better more possession and more chances what was it correct me if I'm wrong did uh, Harrison set the goal up it wasn't Harrison it was no because Harrison's got it was I think it was I think it was who's taking the corner it might have been either Byram I thought oh, I yeah. read somewhere. Sorry. Yeah, it was it was Sam Byron took yeah. that corner. Yeah, so would have been a little bit annoying as as, as we nearly bought him. <laughs> but I'm guessing you were there, Craig. Um, I was. Memories. I, to be honest, I've not got a lot of memories because I think it was a pretty even game. Um, but it's one of about half a dozen similar goals we've conceded. You know, not clearing a corner and it and it just dropping to the opposition. It was noticeable in the Middlesbrough game, the number of times the ball just dropped in a box and not once did it drop to us for a like a easy tap in. But we've yeah. given about half a dozen goals away similar to that. And I think the ball just dropped him and he, he, he couldn't really miss. Um but I don't think there was a lot in between the teams even back then. So and I'm not expecting much different uh, now, to be honest. Was it the turning point for your season, Cole? It kind of was, in a way, because we were slow at the start of the season, like we said, that form, the form that we started. So we were thought the turning point, but we kept thinking, but we did, well, we, our heads did drop down a bit 
after the certain losses that we had, we were so behind with so many points. I just think now, you know, this could be the key moments of the season of, you know, of the key moments of the season that how the ties turn a little bit, but who's catching it for the top, the top four? Because everyone was still thinking Leeds would not make it after I've got four we had at the time before we beat you mm-hmm. guys. So the Bob, it has been a huge turnaround thinking, oh, we, we don't think we'll get, get to the playoffs. But we're now thinking, no, we can actually catch the top, the, the top, the top two. Mm. It's interesting. And, and until uh, Southampton lost the whole midweek, uh, it was Leicester first, Leeds second, Southampton third, which was the order we came down in. <laughs> that could be the order that the season could end in. Ipswich won't go away. Um, I did go to see Jeff Stelling earlier in the season. I had two Ipswich fans sat in front of me, and I did say to them, that's the last time you'll be in front of us all season. And it does look like I could actually be correct on that. Uh, but look, those top four, Craig, they're pretty much done and dusted, isn't it? I mean, barring a, a collapse, they, you know, teams are playing for the fifth and sixth, and that seems to change every week. Yeah, I think they're all bunching up below, but I can't see anybody making any inroads into that top four now, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just when you think someone like a West Brom is going to make a run, they then go and drop points. You know, I don't think anyone else has got the consistency um, that the top four have. Um, it's no. been a sort of extraordinary season, hasn't it? You know, that I think in the prediction league, you know? yeah, well, yeah, but I think, um, what was it, something like only 10 teams in the past have been on this number of points after this number of games, and now we've got four teams who are, are doing it. It's just yeah. ridiculous, you know. We all thought it was going to be one of those teams which, uh, leagues which was much more unpredictable, uh, and teams would drop more points than they actually have. But it just shows you the, the, the quality of those teams. The three that came down, obviously, managing to keep most of their players. Obviously, we, we did lose you know two or three big names. Uh, and then Ipswich, keeping the momentum of a team that had just won promotion. So, um, but I, yeah, it's top four and it's just battle it out. And, uh, and at least one of you is going to be really, really <laughs> sad and crying all yeah, summer. Yeah. yeah, as long as it's not... Not, 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 not Leicester. Yeah. Uh, sorry, Cole. Um, but okay. I mean, you say about us, you know. I mean, we, I don't think we lost anybody we didn't expect to lose. I mean, those that we let go were pretty much ones that we needed to get off the wage bill. Yeah. And the contracts had run out anyway. Uh, and the two that, that, well, we sold four, but the two big ones that we sold, we got good money for. Yeah, I think Barnes and Madison, and I think you know we probably could have held out to try and get a bit more money, but. Doing those transfers early, getting the manager in early, enabled him to spend and get the players in that he wanted. It allowed yeah. us to go and get winks. And I mean, we we're not even spoken this season much about Connor Cody. You know, we've got an ex-international, England international player, um, experienced Premier League player who can't get near the team at the moment. Okay. Um, so it'd be interesting whether you know he when it gets nearer. Uh, the running, whether that experience is brought into the team a little bit more. I but think no, we, we did on Tuesday, though. Pardon? You might well see him Tuesday, I think, yeah. Yes. Um, but no, you, you're right. Yeah, we, we got rid of those players and we got rid of them early to bring in the money to, to bring in the players that we wanted. So I think, you know, our, we do get a lot of stick. Our, um, our, our The people who run the club do get a lot of stick, but I think they had a very good summer. Yes, they did. They did. 
And Carl, I think I read somewhere earlier, uh, you've got 11 players out on loan at the moment. Yeah, uh, so we know that Robin Cock is, is, is leaving at the end of the season. That has been confirmed. He has agreed a permanent move now back to Germany, so that has been confirmed. Uh, since Sierra is now John Berman on a permanent deal. That was announced last week. So we still have uh, Max Werber, Robin, Robin Christensen, Brendan Harrison, Mark Rocker and Jack Harrison. Those are probably the key players. We don't know what's going to happen to them in the summer. That will be a decision for Daniel Fagel what to do if they can slot back into this into this current Leeds team, unquestionably. It, for that matter, it did save us about 60, 70 million pounds in wages because yeah. we were because we did sign some of the players on a big long-term contracts. So that was huge. But just remember, Southampton was the biggest turnover because they sold about over 150 million pounds of players, 200 million, and they did well to keep most of that cost, that squad as well. So, you know, it's surprising how three of our teams have kept most of the players somewhere where like, the key big ones go, but we've kept that core of the squad that, that was the team that we went down with. Yeah. Um, right, let's uh, move on again back to the match uh, tomorrow night. Carl, come to you first of all. Um, talk through sort of again, you know, what your formation tactics is going to be uh, as a Leeds team and and your main player threats, and then the same will go over to uh, to Craig. Yeah, uh, you'll be usual four two three one. Amazing goal, uh, Gray on the right, right back. Rod, Rod and Ampadu in the back, back in the back, in the centre back, and Furpo on the left. And in the defensive midfield, we'll have Griff and Kamara. I think Griff has been an influential fluid in that squad as well. Uh, on the right attacking midfield side, we've got, we'll have Nonto, and uh, behind will be um, um, Rutter, and on the left, Somerville, and up front, Perro. So that will be our formation. A player for, I think you have to come from is Willie Nonto. Has, has, in the last few games, he has come, come to life in form with the recent goals that he scored you know the last three games I think he's a threat because he can tap that right side I think Somerville as well Somerville's probably one of our top scorers of this uh, top scorer for Leeds this season mm-hmm. and he, the way he's the way he he can move around that can just go left to right it could move around and his pace is phenomenal and a lot of people and he's, he's, he's a dangerous player so you have to watch for those two uh, attacking midfields but I think with Glenn Camera as well in the definition it's, it's helped us get the defence midfield that we've needed for a while. He's very solid. He's very experienced. Griff, five million pounds from Werder Bremen, and he didn't get into the team much at the start of the season, but he's now created that good partnership up front. And Ampadu and Rodon have been the good centre back. They play for Wales together, so they know each other. So yeah, we got we got a few player threats in that lead side. Bamford uh, is he likely to play? I've heard again. You know, I think he's a bit of. Uh... Uh, managerial Ferguson uh, tactics going on here. Is yeah, it- uh, we yeah we did. He, he he's slowly getting back to fitness. We don't know if he'll be on the bench yet. So, but it might be because we got Geld out. We still got Jock Geld out as well. So, so we got a bit of cover there. But like I think I think he will be in that in the on the bench. I think Pero Pero has been has redeemed his form a little bit after he had a bit of a mid-season slump, so he's now coming back to a bit of form. I think we'd be happy with the... But I think even Jado Anthony as well, you know, he, he's had to, he had to... He's been away due for brief rooms because his mum sadly passed away. So he hopefully will be back in the, in the bench, you know, so but hopefully we've got those weapons up front. But like I said, we've got Cooper and Creswell on the bench, so it's not the end of the world. We've got players coming back 
as well, such as um, Strike. He's still recovering, but he's only more slow on his way back. But the long-term absentee at the moment is still Stuart Dallas, and I think I don't think he'd be a least player towards it this season. And we lo- I love him so much because he was versatile, but I think, he's, I think his career at least is going to come to an end at the end of the season. Do you think Bamford has this sort of effect on Leeds that Vardy does on Leicester? So, do you know, if he's not starting, but he's coming on, the crowd, it gives the crowd a lift. Is, is that the sort of effect Bamford has on the team and the crowd? Yeah, it has been. And because he's been stuck games, he's been more loved by the fans again. It, it was a love-hate relationship. The thing when he came on against Stoke, he missed, he missed that penalty. There was questions like, why is he back in the team? And I think Farker was just seeing, you know, he's just lost a lot of form, you know, he's lost a lot of confidence towards it last season. And I think we've seen him now when he, you know, he's got back, he, he can hold up the ball now. We've seen those more better chances now with him, with them without him. Because when Pereira was not scoring, Vic Bamford came came to pick up the pieces. And I think he was a good form, was going a good form. The goal get, he scored against Peterborough, you know, was phenomenal in the FA Cup as well. It just shows that we still need someone like Bamford up front because we could we could have got another striker, but I think we tr- we still have trust in Bamford at the moment. Craig, um, does uh, Enzo say you guys copped it up against Middlesbrough? Go out and prove me wrong, you know, prove show the fans that you can do it again, or does he make changes? I think it'll be pretty much the same. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if he starts Vardy because of his experience and he will love playing in front of that crowd. You know that crowd are going to give him stick yeah. and he, thri- he thrives on it. Yeah. Um, he's got the experience to deal with uh, with that kind of crowd, whereas I'm not sure that the others have. Um, and if these fans are watching and you go into the game... Please give Vardy some stick and exactly. about his misses. We love it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think it's rare for our players to have two poor games in a row mm. individually. So I'm expecting them to come out and uh, and try and put that right. And uh, But we know, and I said this uh, I said this last week, I think, with the likes of Mavadidi, you know within the first 10, 15 minutes what kind of mood he's in. If he thinks he's got his fullback on toast, then he will go at him the whole game. Um, the interesting bit for me will be Somerville, because, and again, correct me if I'm wrong, Carl, but he seems to be more dangerous coming down the left. Yeah. And, and that's obviously where we've got Pereira, but he moves into midfield, which potentially leaves a gap in behind him, which I think Somerville could exploit. So I think that's something that we have to be very aware of. Yeah, absolutely. And do you think, I mean, for me, Mavadidi didn't necessarily have a bad game against Middlesbrough, but he just always seemed to have two defenders on him. Yeah, he attracts players, so then you've got to shift it quickly and, and get your one-twos off. Um, you know, Fatawu, on the other hand, seemed to have the beating of his of his fullback, but it's just his quality on the ball was off uh, last week. Too many overhit crosses, overhit passes. You know, everybody, I don't know, you know they definitely had uh, had, a, had a few more Weetabix, I think, in their pre-match meal because everything was like overhit or God knows what. It was just one of those games. Yeah. But I really hope that this is this is how, what you see from players and what their character is made of, whether they're scared to get on the ball or whether they want the ball. And I think if we can see in the first ten minutes that if they want to get on the ball, then we, we'll be up for it. I've got to ask you because. 
and you mentioned him earlier, and that's Dennis Pratt, a mm. player that we kind of all kind of love to bits, but he's had a bit of a, a, a difficult time at Leicester with injuries and being able to get in the team. I mean, I always say, you know, it's very much a bit like him and Telemans were like Lampard and Gerrard. He never seems to be able to play well no. together. He's, he's another one, like Daka when he came in, he was given his chance and he's grabbed it with both hands. Uh, indeed, he's injured. Uh, Cashaday, who I wasn't overly impressed with, but seemed to have that that slot taken uh, in Enzo's mind, was called back to Chelsea. Um, Pratt, I don't think he's had necessarily had an awful game. For me, it was my, it was, it stood out for me as, as one player that did play well against Middlesbrough. But I, 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 I watch him with Fatawu. And they seem to be developing uh, an almost Mares Vardy sort of understanding. You know, you're thinking like, you know, Fatou will suddenly play the ball into acres of space. And you're thinking, what the hell's that? And then Pratt comes from nowhere <laughs> to sort of run onto it. Well, I think, yeah, I think it, it, it was working quite well with Ndidi as well. I think Ndidi had Indeed, a... Ndidi agreed, yes. Yeah. yeah. So, what I mean, what it does, you know, your wing gets the ball, your midfielder makes that run in behind. If if the players don't go with him, he gets the ball slipped into him. If the players do go, then Fatou um, slips inside, you know, cuts inside and tries to get a shot off. So, I think that's, that's what... He tries to create on both sides. You'll see Dewsbury Hall doing it as well. They both make those runs in, down the channels, trying to get a ball slipped in round the outside of the fullbacks to be able to pull it back. But if they don't get that ball, then the wingers are cutting in and trying to get a shot off. Uh, and Pratt just looks fitter. He looks yeah. leaner. Yeah. You know, it looked like um, under um, under Brendan. Whether he was allowing them to, to get unfit or whether if you know you're not going to play, you just don't put in, you know, as much work as you, as you should do. But he's definitely leaner, looks fitter and looks up for it. You know, whether he stays again in the summer is, is unlikely. But at the minute, you know, he's, he's, he's playing very well. He's probably playing as well as he has done. Yes. Yeah, I mean, if, well, <laughs> to, to quote the uh, late, great uh, Steve Wright, an RIP mate, uh, I do. Uh, I did love his shows. Um, I'm going to give you a factoid now. Uh, <laughs> did you know that Dennis Pratt has never completed 90 minutes for Leicester City? I did know that, but only because I read it today. Yeah, <laughs> you read the same as I do. We yeah. we knock the mercury, but we all read it. Yeah. <laughs> um, which which is interesting. But no, he's taking his chance, and you know, depending on on you know how McAteer progresses and. How, you know what indeed he's like he's going to come back not till probably April the same and then he's got to sort of get match fit um I could probably if we go up see Pat maybe getting an extension but um but we'll see we'll see but uh, like you say I do think it is probably the, the, the same players are going to be said right you know you cocked it up go and uh, go and get it right now you know yeah. um right uh it's that time uh predict the score time. Uh, let's go along to our esteemed guest and start and put the pressure on him. Um, Carl, where do you see the score? Or what do you see the score uh, being? 1-0. Oh, that was quick. Okay. <laughs> so, a, a, a confident 1-0 or a scrappy goes in off somebody's arse 1-0? 
No, confident one, no. Not a scrappy-ass one like we did, so... Well, these Leeds fans, Craig, they're, they're getting a bit confident. They're, they're up there to be knocked down, aren't they? They are. They are, but to be fair, they have every right to be. You know, they, they haven't lost at home all season. They've yeah. won eight in, in the bounce, you know. I, I would be... If you can't be confident now, when can you be confident, is yeah. what I'd say. Yeah. So, um I think it's going to be a tough game and um, I am, I've put my scores into for the prediction league. So uh, I, I'm not sure, but I'm going to stick with that one. I've gone one, one. I saw that you had gone one, one. Yeah. I thought, you know, you were, you were copying my homework. Um, <laughs> Cause I, I actually think it will be a, um, it'll be a tight game. Mm. Uh but I do think there'll be goals. Um, but I have gone five four to Leicester. No, I haven't. <laughs> <laughs> my heart, my heart couldn't stand that. Um, I know. I have gone. I've gone. This, I have gone for the draw again, and I have gone two two. Yeah. And if we come out of the game tomorrow night having got a draw, I will take that. If you offer me that now, Craig. Yeah, me, me too. I think it's just about maintaining the gap now. And if we can maintain the gap, then we go up. Yes, yeah. Now, I just want to read this to you, Carl, and Carl. let me know your thoughts on this. Um, talking to Leicester Merkin, and I'm sure Craig will recognise what I'm reading here from Leicestershire Live. Uh, Leicester City uh, edge of the battle with Leeds United as the championship best team because of how they make opponents feel inferior, Ipswich Connor Chaplin has said. Uh, City could not get the better of the Tractor Boys this season with the two meetings between the sides both ending in a 1-1 draw, Ipswich scoring late in both. Meanwhile, Leeds have done the double over Ipswich, winning a 4-3 thriller in August before thrashing them. And you did thrash them. You absolutely made them look like a promoted side. I, mm. I remember, I actually did a watch-along for that game and I remember saying... Ipswich are going to cause us no problems if that's how they play because they were awful. Well, you made them look awful. Let me just not yeah. say that you didn't deserve the win. You completely deserved the win. You smashed them. However, despite those results, attacking midfielder Connor Chaplin um, believes City are the better team because of how they make you feel better in games. What do you think about that, Carl? Let's let see when it comes back with those words come back to him at some point if if the itches don't get promoted and he'd be like yeah well <laughs> <laughs> i'm sure the fact that he was being interviewed by a leicestershire newspaper that's what i was thinking he was definitely with a you must have sent him to, to, to interview him so i haven't checked on the uh is, is it the post the yorkshire post i haven't yeah the yorkshire, even post, right? yeah, the yorkshire post even post yeah if he's been interviewed by them and he's saying, oh, Leeds are much the better side. But uh, If he was interviewed yeah. by us, we would pay him to say, just tell him, like, you're saying this. You're saying this. You know, did, you know you're going to have loads of Leeds fans on you. I did find that quite amusing. So I'll, I'll save that until the end. But, yeah, I've got to say, I watched that game and I was like, I think that was before we'd played you. And... You you were just absolutely so hot that game. It was like untrue. Mm. Now, next up, and um, we, we, we will end with this, you'll be pleased to know. Um, boot A foot in both camps, played for both, whatever you want to call it. Um, I'm sure there's quite a few. 
Craig, can you guess who I've gone for? I, I, you know what? I was thinking about this just before we came on, came on air, and I thought you've gone one of three ways. You've gone, you've gone old school. You've gone legend, or you've gone a little bit. Hmm, not sure. Those three would have been Alan Clark, mm-hmm. Gary McAllister, or Jermaine Beckford, and I think. Knowing you, you've probably gone Beckford, but I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna edge towards McAllister. Do you know who I might have gone for, Carl? I think you've gone for Alan Clark. I think you have, especially with these later he starters for both. Because I was speaking more about Beckford as well and McAllister, and even Peltier as well, because Lee Peterman <laughs> did play for both clubs. So yeah, I'm gonna go for Alan Clark. Well. All I will say to both of you is, if I ever go on the chase, I hope you two aren't on my team, because <laughs> neither of you are right. And I've gone oh. down the managerial route of a certain Howard Wilkinson, who I think will probably have evoked better memories for uh, Carl than he will. I was only born. I was only born when they won the league in 1992. So I, you could give, give give a bit of cut slack with that one. So yeah, but but you remember as as a Leeds fan, he is a manager you look back on with. Um, I'm Very sure memories. Yes, yeah. yeah. Wasn't it the last season? I think it was the last season before it became the Premier League, wasn't it? It was. Yeah, we had Cantona in our t- in, in our team before mm. we saw the match tonight. He was the top scorer that season, one of the top scorers for Leeds that season. So we just aged Liverpool as well. So and Gary Speed and that team, the, the youngsters. Yeah, Gary Speed. Yeah, look, we had those really good players back then. We really did. Um, Craig, he, he stood in as England manager, I do believe, uh, uh, for a game or two, uh, and then he came to Leicester. Yeah, for how many games, Chris? <laughs> it doesn't matter. No, it does matter because I, I, I'm, I'm trying to work out in what planet you decided to go for Howard Wilkinson. <laughs> Foot in both camps, whether yeah, it's know, own, whether it's one game. <laughs> <laughs> Who is that? Robert Mancini. You know, if we play, you know, if we play Manchester City, he could come up uh, for for that, and he only played six games for us. Just and how many games? How many games was Wilkinson with I, I'm us? I'm just, I'm just going to look yeah, now. Please do, because <laughs> yeah. I can barely remember any. <laughs> <laughs> they weren't the best games, if I'm honest with you. Um, he's not. I don't think he's even listed down here. No, <laughs> <laughs> he was caretaker, wasn't he? I'm sure. I mean. Can you just move to the side? Because I want to see where the barrel is that you've scraped him out of. <laughs> yeah. Somehow I thought you might not guess I'd go for him. Okay, no, I found it. You've, you've been searching through all your old top trumped cards. I found the only one. He, he was in October 2004. He was temporarily appointed as first team coach, as let's say, for the departures of Mickey Adams and Alan Cork. So he was there... As a first team coach, yeah. To be fair, there's probably someone who's emptied the bins at both clubs. You might as well have got him. Excuse me, did we pay him as a manager to run the football team? Yes, my lud. (laughs) Therefore, you honestly, 
you're like you're like a you're like a post office sub postmaster. We, we have a we have a chance to talk about legends at the club, and you come out with Howard Wilkinson. <laughs> I'm just I'm just going to get. I, I went. I actually searched Howard Wilkinson. We're not on his Wikipedia page, uh, which probably says an awful lot. He said uh, on his later career he was at Leicester in 2004. That was he wasn't a manager. Only first team coach. Yeah. He came with Dave Bassett oh, in October 2004. We had well, we had David Dave Bassett, who had his assistant manager was Mickey Adams. Uh, Dave Bassett couldn't keep us up, so towards the end of that season, Mickey Adams took over and brought us back up. Then Mickey Adams left, and Dave Bassett, I think, who had been made director of football, came in as um, as manager to stand in until we got a replacement. And Howard Wilkinson was his assistant, so he, you know, he was both, both, both assistant clubs. manager for about two games, four, four, four games. Sorry, if you do legend. not mind, I mean, do What's not, do not play his huge part in in the history of our great club down. And do you know what? We never lost when he was assistant manager. Is that right? We drew no. four games. We won none either. Oh, I, I will grit you. Only four, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But can you remember what manager replaced him and Dave Bassett? That's the Craig, though. I don't, but don't panic, girl. Oh, I, I think I know. I think I can remember actually because I was we were down the safety as you lot. So <laughs> I don't know, Martin Allen. I don't know. Yeah, I was going to say that as well. That was all the names I was thinking about. You know. No, no, no. Well, if it's not bad enough that you don't remember Howard Wilkinson being first team coach for four mm. games, that you don't remember Craig Levine being our yeah, manager. That's where we're always going to go next, Craig Levine. You love Craig Levine. <laughs> Amy, I tell you what, part of me thinks you only went for Howard Wilkinson so you could mention Craig Levine. <laughs> yeah, like, I didn't like him as a manager. I liked him as a player because he was uh, sorry as a person because he mm. was the manager when my eldest was um, uh, mascot away at Burnley and he got him on the team coach and everything. Lovely, lovely man. The manager wasn't yeah. the right choice, but uh, but there we go. Um, uh, CB says scrape at the bottom of the barrel. No, I don't care. I got a, I got one over on Craig. That's all that matters. Well, now, I mean, God knows. I mean, I think we've got QPR next game. That'll be interesting. Good luck with that one. Who are you going to find? Yeah. I'll tell you what, if that's not Bob Hazel, <laughs> I'll be very disappointed. Look, you're the same age as me. I thought you'd remember these players. <laughs> Carl, it's been a pleasure having you on. Thank you very much, and hopefully see you Monday night at nine. Um, tell me, or tell tell everybody that's watching. Obviously, your channels are on here as well. Uh, so if you are a Leicester fan, get over to Carl's channels and give him some support and subscribe to him. Where can they do that, Carl? Yeah, you can find it at the Totally Leave It and Home Football Podcast on YouTube as well as on Twitter at LH Football Pod, and you can find it on our podcast services as well on, on our YouTube channel as well as Apple, Google, and other platform services. And you can follow us on Instagram as well, at LH Football Pod as well. I would wish you all the best, but I don't mean it. I hope we still I know. But, but unfortunately, I don't think we will. 
I do think it will be a very tight game and I, I, I would take a point now. Carl, thanks very much for coming on, mate. All the best and take care, buddy. Cheers, Carl. Good luck in the playoffs. Yeah, well, whatever. Yeah, well. He's a silent assassin. Don't say that to us. It is easy if you do drop out. and I know. I know. Worst nightmare. Worst nightmare. Carl, mate. I do think you've got the best chance of coming up with us. So, good luck, mate. Exactly. Right. Take it, boys. Have a good week. Have a good night. Thank you, everybody. Bye-bye. Take care. Ah, right. Okay. So, how how you did not get Howard Wilkinson? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I, mean, I could have been here all night and I wouldn't have come up with Howard Wilkinson. <laughs> I got him. Yes, I finally got him. <laughs> I think you got everyone. You even got Howard Wilkinson. If you'd have asked him, he wouldn't have come up with him. <laughs> Probably true. Probably. Yeah. Um, and then, like you say, it did give me a chance to talk about Craig Levine as well. Yeah. Uh, but uh, but there we go. Um, yeah, so uh, Bournemouth up on Tuesday. Um, I hope he takes it seriously, whatever happens against Leeds, because, like I said, at the start of the season, I was very much like, oh, all right, look, if we're in the cup, we're in the cup. I want to win every game. Of course I do. But promotion is the priority, and it still is. But we are literally... I could say one game away from the quarterfinals, although we'd probably get Chelsea to beat Leeds or we'll get Man City. Um, yeah. you know, you know, you know what our looks like. Um, but look, you never know. And it's it's a, it's away from home. Um I'm sat, thanks to yourself, where I was sat with um when we played last game I went to, which was which was at uh at Dean Court of was it Vitality Stadium. Right. But last time I was surrounded by a load of um Bournemouth fan, so I couldn't cheer when Vardy got his uh, his um his first, it, it's eleven. Yeah. Uh, Melina is in. Good evening, Melina. It's been a long, long time. How are you doing? Hopefully, get to see you soon uh, when you come over. Uh, is, it, is it March when you come over? I can't remember now. Um, but have a safe flight over. Thank you very much for popping in, and thank you very much for your donation. Uh, not without the not without you saying without you without in the prem. Uh, see you back next season. Only so you can come and get some of our players. That's all you want, you know. You say when I say come and get them, be linked with them. You know, no, they, don't. They, they, they want it. They want to beat us mid-season and celebrate winning the league. Yeah, don't, I don't think you can take her money back. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you, Melina. Thank you very much. Craig, uh, where can everybody find you, sir? Yeah, just uh, follow me on Twitter, at Craig Bird. That's the easiest way. I get over there and uh, ask, ask him about Howard Wilkinson. What yeah, do you remember? What, name the four games that Howard Wilkinson was first king coach yeah. for. <laughs> uh, you won't know the answer. He'll go off and check yeah. now. <laughs> Thanks for everything you did this week as well. Yeah, welcome, you know, mate. I appreciate it. And um, take care, and uh, I will see you next week. Cheers, mate. Bye, everyone. Cheers. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. So um, join me tomorrow night um, when uh, I'm going to be joined by one or two people for the Match Day Watch Along. Match Day Live, Friday, 7.15. It's an 8 o'clock kickoff. Matt, well, I, said, I know Craig didn't want to commit to his bomb being squeaky, but mine definitely is. Um, cheers, Craig. Thank you very much, uh, as always. Uh, yep, 
So if you if you are new, if you are watching on the Lee's channel, please do give us a subscribe. Uh, it really does help the channel. And also um, click that like button. And if you have been listening on your favorite podcast platform, thank you for listening. Thank you for lending me your ears. Like I say, we'll be back tomorrow night at um, some oh no, 7.15 tomorrow night, uh, which means I can't do my radio show. Typical football, typical football. I am nervous. God knows what I'll be like tomorrow. But thank you to everybody who's come in. Thank you to Melina for popping in from Canada at the end there and for her donation. Really is appreciated. Thanks to everybody else that's been in. Uh, do appreciate it. And I can say thanks to everybody that has been listening as well. Uh, there'll be no watch along just to let you know for the Bournemouth game. I hopefully we're doing a match day vlog because I will be at the ground. But until then, see you tomorrow night. Good night. Thanks for watching. These videos are tremendous. You'd better like them too or I'll be back. The TalkSport Fan Network is the ultimate on-demand destination for the UK's best fan-led football podcasts. Including Leicester Till I Die. Independent analysis and reaction for the Foxes faithful. The TalkSport Fan Network. Unbeatable club-dedicated content created by the fans for the fans. Follow the podcast on the TalkSport Fan Network. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Ultimate delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? A participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.